0: Hi everyone, today I want to talk to you about how we respond to relational mess. In this week's Close on Sunday, we're looking at Genesis chapter 44. It's a point in the story where we see generational dysfunction, historic hurt and controlling behaviour. Generational dysfunction in that Jacob is um, a father who has favourites, initially Joseph and now Benjamin and He himself is the favoured twin over Esau by his mother, Rebecca. We see that tension emerging out of that. We see the historic hurt that emerges from that favouritism with one brother um, faced with the brothers who sold him into slavery. And now we see Joseph transitioning from testing his brothers to see whether their behaviour has changed to actually controlling and manipulating the, the situation by planting his silver cup in the bag of Benjamin so that Benjamin can spend time with him in Egypt. Generational dysfunction, historic hurt and controlling behaviour. Let's pick up the story right after... Uh, Judah has said to Joseph, actually, we all deserve to die for this. And we're reading from, I think it's verse 17. But Joseph said, far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in peace. Then Judah went up to him and said, pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak a word to you, my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servant, do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, we have an aged father and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead and he is the only one of his mother's sons left and his father loves him. Then you said to my servants, bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, the boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you told your servants, unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my Lord had said. Then our father said, go back and buy a little more food. But we said, we cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother is with us will we go. We cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me and I said, he has surely been torn to pieces and I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too and harm comes to him, you will bring my grey head down to the grave in misery. So now if the boy is not with us when I go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Your servants will bring the grey head of our father to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. I said, if I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in the place of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come on my father. God wants us to respond to the mess. This is a powerful story and Judah's response in these verses can help us to think about how we respond to the mess we face. The first thing we've got to do is we have to see the mess. Jacob is also known as Israel. And so when Jews and Christians come to read this passage, we see that the stuff of this family is stuff that is played out on a bigger scale through the life of the people of Israel. So the generational dysfunction, the historic hurt and the controlling behaviour that we see in this nuclear family are behavioural patterns that play themselves out later in the story of the people of Israel. And their behavioral patterns that emerge from Adam as sin entered through him, so it continued through this family and is played out in the people of Israel. There's a Jewish family therapist based in Washington, D.C. in the, 19th, in the 20th century who um, saw from his work in family therapy that actually the problems that are based in the home are also replicated in companies, in communities, and in countries. Essentially, what he's saying is that these things that happen in close quarters happen also in bigger settings. They are connected. How we behave in our families is replicated out in the public sphere. And if you work that backwards, what you can say actually in our current setting is that issues like Black Lives Matter have their foundations in the way that people behave in their homes. There is a correlation. They are not disconnected And so when I say we need to see the mess, what I mean is that we need to look at these moments in the scriptures and see what they're telling us. And what they're telling us is that we are involved. We are implicated in these moments. Actually, our controlling behavior, our generational dysfunction, our historic hurt have implications for people around us. We need to see the mess, but also we need to own the mess. Judah steps forward, the most unlikely of heroes. A few chapters earlier, he has caused a mess in his family. His first son married, and then his first son died. His second son um, died, and then his third son was born. And he broke with tradition in keeping his third son from marrying his first son's wife. And then unknowingly, he slept with his first son's wife, and she then became pregnant. And then this was exposed very publicly. Judah, who even before that had been the one who had arranged the sale of Joseph into slavery in Egypt, uh, steps forward in this moment. And he owns the mess. He, the brother, names before everyone that the One who is to be kept by the prime minister of Egypt is actually the favoured son. Can you imagine what that's like for Judah in that moment to own that actually he is not the favourite son or that that actually none of his birth brothers are favoured? The youngest one is. And Judah comes before the one who threatens to imprison him and says he offers himself. And he offers himself in place of another brother for the pleasure of the father. In this way, Judah points to Jesus, who ultimately is from the line of Judah. Jesus, the one who offers himself so that brothers may be set free, so that brothers and sisters may be set free for the pleasure of his father. Jesus ultimately owns all of the mess of history on the cross. He takes it on himself. In his teaching, he was not afraid to name things that were not right about this earth. But in himself on the cross, he was made to be sin. The scripture says he took all of it on himself. Jesus owned the mess. And because of that, we who come before him as um, believers in him are forgiven. And because we're forgiven, we can own the mess. We can own the mess as people who know that we are responsible because we see the mess and we see ourselves in it. But we can own it because we know that we are forgiven. We can stand in the mess of our family life of our church life of our communities of the places where we work of the cities we live and the nations in which we live we can own that mess because we know that we're forgiven we can say actually I've contributed to this and I need your forgiveness we need to see the mess we need to own the mess But also we need to respond as people who are broken hearted. Judah doesn't, I think at this moment, say, well, what's the percentage response here? What's, What's the right thing to do? Judah responds in this situation to Joseph, not knowing that he's Joseph, out of his heart breaking for his father. He doesn't want his father to go to the grave in despair. And ultimately, this again points to Jesus, who comes from the broken heart of God, who wants the people of this earth to come home. He is the father waiting for the lost son to come home. He is desperate for our return. Jesus is the expression of the broken hearted father. He comes to rescue us in the foreign land. Now, we as Christians have an opportunity to respond to the mess that we face, either out of thinking it's the right thing to do or believing deep in our hearts that is God's way because our hearts are broken in the same way that God's are. God's is. sorry. Now, I could tell you at this point about uh, john newton and his journey from slave ship master to hymn writer to the one who influenced william wilberforce to um end the slave, the transatlantic slave trade or um of others uh, who have lurid past like George Muller who went from being a liar and a thief to being um, the uh, the one who housed orphans in Bristol ten thousand of them but actually you would then feel like well i don't have a lurid past I don't have this x-rated um, history um, this isn't something that can connect I 'm not like Judah I didn't mess up my family um, uh, how can I be involved God only uses the spectacular to to um, to redeem messes um, but that would be to miss the 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 sweep of christian history where it is normal people that god uses who recognize their brokenness um and who are used by him out of their broken heartedness to do extraordinary things. Today I want you to remember a lady called Makrina um, who lived in Turkey in the 4th century um, who saw the, um, the orphans and the deformed babies and sometimes the girls who were left in drains and rubbish heaps to die and she welcomed them into her home um, and uh, she and her brothers cared for them. Her brothers went on to build cities, a bit like Muller, for orphans. And they were well known. They were theologians. But they, in their writings, acknowledged her as the one who slept on a plank at night because it would remind her of her saviour. Ordinary people facing the mess, seeing the mess, owning the mess, broken hearted in response to it. This is something that we can all be. My encouragement to you today is to ask God, what's the mess he's leading you into? What's the mess that you see? How can you own it as one who's responsible and one who's forgiven? And how can you let him break your heart for it?